Willie Mack. That's forgotten how big Willie actually is. Perhaps the presence of Willie and the Panthers looking at his imposing frame. I'm a 25-minute man. Plus. Oh, you got skills, son! Uppercut right hand by Big Willie. Too fancy for that! Welcome to episode number 30. There you go. Apparently 30, I got it yeah. wrong last week. I'm pretty sure you got it wrong. I'm pretty sure you said 28 last week and it was 29. Oh, I just didn't correct you because I wasn't sure myself. Well, we're episode 30. We've done right. well. Yeah. We're here. Uh, it's here. still called The Tape with Willie Mason. Mm-hmm. I still don't get so, a start. <laughs> but anyway, that's all right. Uh, or a mug or anything like that. I've got a mug. Okay. I do. Right. It's got Burnsy on it. Okay. It's nice. It's a lovely mug. Where's your mug? Still at my shop. It's right actually. here. It's right here, in front of your face. Uh, there's been a little bit of controversy this week. It's a last round of mm. matches. The Melbourne Storm and the Canberra Raiders specifically have decided that they're going to run out the mascot this week yeah. and rest most of their stars. There has been, I don't know, there's a Just lot a of negativity around, a bit of backlash. There's no story without negativity. No, there's they? not. You know what I mean, Ian? They can't, they can't look at the fact that, you know, there's a, a young kid, is it Sam, not young kid, Sam Williams, he's captaining Canberra. That's right. This week. You know, can you, meet, can you imagine how much of a great story that actually is if you, want to, if you want to put some positive shit out there, but they can't? Imagine some of the young kids that were trying to debut, busting their ass all year, for both sides, which are both top eight sides, Melbourne's been the top four, top two all year. Can't crack the you know the seventeen because nobody really gets injured. Belly doesn't really rest many people. He's very, he's very calculated when he does rest people. You get a crack this weekend. It's your mm. first grade debut. Doesn't matter when it or how it, how how it comes. It's still your first grade debut, which this kid these kids is gonna these kids are gonna remember for their whole career. Let's just start looking at the positives of this of this situation instead of the negative shit that I hear. I just can't cop it. And I mean, I understand it because there's always some guys that are out there in the media and just trying to just just absolutely just make something that's positive into negativity all, all the time, which is piss which pisses me off because they should look at the bigger picture. I, I to be honest, when they first said it and I looked at it and I thought maybe Maybe it is a bit wrong because at the end of the day, if you're a fan or if you're a broadcaster and people start talking about it, you know, it's a two million docs. But I actually saw a thing today. Now, Sam Williams, who he, he's the cousin of a very good friend of mine, Mark Nichols, and Sam Williams, he was in the new, um, that NYC team of the year. He's been around for yeah. a long time. He, he's been a, a very good first grade. He's been overseas. He's been brought back to the Raiders. He's been there for a few years. He probably hasn't cracked a full-time spot. But well, he was been, he, he was killing it last year. And then um, Aiden, Aiden, back no, but Aiden Caesar come back yeah. when he got injured and Aiden Caesar just took it and ran with it all the way to the grand final. That's right. So he couldn't, he couldn't put Sam Williams back in the team. And even this year, George Williams has been playing so well. Jack White has been playing so well. He couldn't really fit him in there somewhere. Yep. So he wasn't that sort of utility. He doesn't, he doesn't have the ability to force one of those players out. But to if see, they got injured, yeah, he would have. But to see him, to see Ricky, and I love that about Ricky Stewart, he's unapologetic about this shit. He gets out there, he goes, all right, I'm going to put Sam Williams in, I'm going to put him as captain because he deserves it. And to do something like that, I love Ricky about that side. And he grew up in Cooma, Sam Williams. He's a Canberra and, boy, and he's mate. A Canberra I played against boy, a young you know, kid for ages. Yeah, and I, I just think that actually changed my mind about this whole thing. And, and looking at, I guess, the opportunity for some of these young kids in Canberra to – 
have their debut, and it's something that they'll never ever forget. And some of these could, kids could go on and be superstars, superstars, you know. So I think for people looking at the games, don't think of it as you're not seeing your favourite players out there. Think of it as the opportunity to see your future favourite players, someone yeah. who might be, you know, in ten years' time. You'll, you'll have your which, face painted for them. Which they, which is going to happen. You know, Belly would not be putting any of these players up that he wouldn't be thinking are, are not going to do the job. He will be backing them to the house. I think they're playing St. George this week. I wouldn't be surprised if they win. Yeah, I, I, St. George are favourites, actually. Um, yeah, only because of the fact that they've been rested – how many? How many is he resting? Actually, to be honest, uh, oh, there's a few out. I mean, there's well, six or seven or something. There's, yeah. a lot of, there's a lot of key players, but these kids that have been sitting right on the outside looking in, they've been chomping it to bits, wanting to get a crack at that first grade. So obviously, they would love to debut with a Cameron Smith and a Munster, and and all these other superstars would make their job a little bit, little bit easier because you're just pretty much throwing them to the wolves. But sink or swim, I think Canberra are the one who. Looking at the table, if if the Eels lose and Canberra win, then Canberra would finish fourth. So they'd make it into the top four. So mm. they've probably got more to lose than the Storm. I think the Storm, they finish second or third or whatever it is regardless. Yeah. So you look so at that, that Canberra the fact? side. So if they, if they lose, they could, they, they'll just finish in fifth. They'll finish they? fifth. But if they won and they won and the Eels lost, who are the Eels playing? The Eels are playing... Tigers, uh, the Tigers. I mean, the Tigers can come out and beat them. There's, there's every chance the Tigers are going to come out, and so, that's what people don't understand. Like all these players um, that are, that aren't in the top eight, like you know, got a guy like Benji Marshall is playing his last game for the West Tigers. Do you mm. do you not think that that whole club is going to lift up another ten percent? Chris for that Lawrence. Kid? Chris Lawrence. There's a lot of there's a lot of great stories. A lot of players they get to play their they have to play their last game for that club. About six players for the Bulldogs. Every team has that sort of story. So that's why I always look at, at that last round and go, oh, man, you really don't want to roll into Mad Monday or finish your career at that club on a losing you know on a losing team. So that's why a lot a lot of the clubs at the moment. Or not not at the moment. A lot of the clubs in the past couple of years. If you've got a fair team like it is now, just say like. You know, like St. George. St. George should win against Melbourne. West Tigers could possibly win against Parramatta. Uh, the Bulldogs, you know, they could win. You know, I'm not, I'm not going to back against them this week because I think they can all win because they've got something to play for. I know I've been in that position where it's your last game for a club. When I was at Newcastle and we played up there in 2014, I knew it was my last game and it was probably one of my best games of the year. And everybody lifted everybody lifted because they knew it was my, my last game and a few of the other guys and you play at home and... It's a, it's a different sort of feeling. You get those young kids that, that get out there and they put that extra 10, 20, 20% in because it's not just that last game of the year. It means a lot more because you got, you got everybody has their own different story. Aiden Tolman's played over, I think, 200, 250 games for the Bulldogs. You know, that he's a highly respected player, player there, even though we fucking joke around every week. But it's got nothing personal against him. No, it's more, I mean, about, it's it's more just about Dez. Statistically, statistically, he's just, he's a, just better a way better player than you. Player he's just and bloke than, than me. You know, that's um, he's a better bloke. But you can, <laughs> you can understand what I'm saying. Where you see all these uh, teams out of the top eight, there's a lot to play for. That New Zealand team, a lot to play for. They've sacrificed so much this week. I mean, this this year. Do you think they want to go home losing? They don't. They've, mm. they've worked so hard, and this last round is going to mean so much more than your typical. Round 19. You know, well, they're going to put a lot more effort in. 
let's we'll we'll actually we'll come back to your Mad Monday because I'm sure you've got have anyone in the world you've probably got some pretty good Mad Monday stories. <laughs> but and I think if you're gonna have a crack at Ricky Stewart, have a crack at Ricky Stewart when they lose rather yeah. than now. Nothing's happened yet. Have they have a win. crack at him so, throwing, throwing a bottle. That was the best. You fucking serious? Have a look at and some of these players that are coming out and saying, "Oh, you should know better than." God damn! I want my coach you've to played, throw a bottle, you, but you've been. A, <laughs> I want him to care. Really, Roy Simmons, and there's some stories about these old blokes, Tommy Redonigus, and <laughs> those guys were lunatics. Yeah, I worry about a bottle getting thrown at you. <laughs> Jeez, it's a, you, it's a plastic bottle we're talking about. These probably these blokes probably throw a glass one at you straight away. <laughs> but look, I, I think if if you look at the way people are carrying on about this, and then. Two of the games this weekend, mm. so Brisbane Cowboys, and admittedly, you know, it's the battle of two pretty average teams this year and also the Manly game. Mm. They've brought in rule changes. Now, the rule changes they've brought in is that only Fords are allowed to be into scrums. And you have to tickle someone to the ground. Is that one of them? <laughs> that's, I think that's it. There's a handover for kick into touch, so there's no scrums. So they've got a specific rule for scrums and they remove a scrum. Um, there's bunker referrals, and I think that's just on the back of that South try on the weekend, which I wasn't disappointed yeah. about because Cody Walker got a try assist in super coach and it yeah, helped you my side. But, uh, you know, so they've got these rule changes. So if you're saying that players shouldn't be rested, how then can you say, well, these two games at the end of the year that don't – And we're like, just going to take we're the just piss gonna, out of you. <laughs> we're just going to go, here you go, try here, that. There's two games here, guys. Uh, I, know you're, I know you're professional NRL players, but we're going to take the piss out of you and put under six fucking rules in front of you. You know what I mean? Like, come on, man. This is what trial games are for. Trial games. Trial games are for, for, for the one ref trial. Mm. See how it goes. Not just straight after COVID. You know, that's why you have about three or four trial games. And then you can throw whatever you want at us in trial games, you know? It's, it's ridiculous for, for them to put those rules on an NRL official game is demeaning and I'll be pissed off if I was playing in one of those games. It says your game doesn't count. Your game doesn't count. That's what But all of a sudden, all what does Cam- why does Canberra's game count as much as that? Yeah. Or Melbourne's game. Pick your poison, people. Yeah. Pick your poison, you know? Be, be, be consistent with your views. You, when, know? you can't when, just pick one side. When were you – like? When did they start sticking halfbacks at prop in scrums? Were you oh, playing then? Yeah, 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 I was. Um, I think it was – I'm not sure. Maybe Tim Sheens or some smart coach knew that the hooker had to get to the first play. So what's the point of him fucking around the front row? And you could probably – you know, you, you're threatening to get hit maybe sometimes. Hookers punch on and front rolls. You're getting caught in that little kerfuffle there. But And they're like, oh, well, I'll push that. I'll push the hooker back to – to lock i'll put the lock out at five eight something like that and then like they, it just happened from there mate it could have been bellamy it would have been one of those smart pricks that would have thought you know what? i'm not going to put cameron smith in the front row i'll put him at i'll put him at um at lock he can he can pick the ball up he can go right and he can go left and he'll be the first one to the he'll be first one to the play the ball instead of maybe a, a back rower or it could be a center so it's just it's smart play really but then we started really fucking around i could handle that and then it was like you know, your front row is standing out and back row is standing to the right and your right centre, if he was close to the – if the right centre, if he, if it was a defensive set or attacking to set, he'd be in the scrum. So it's easier for him to get to his position. Like that's when they started taking the piss and back row was being out and I was just like, oh, fucking hell, it's too con- – not confusing. It'd be con- confusing for me to tell everybody at home because they'd be like, what, why the fuck does this happen? 
do you reckon now if they're trying to put all this coaches do try and change things depending on what rules are so mm. if you're a coach in this and you know it's the forwards that have to i'd be saying well you've also got to put the ball in straight mm. and then the scrum becomes a contest yeah it's just and different then, so just just say the number sorry just say, so just say the number the the scrum is on the numbers line so your back row would usually be your right side back row the center would swap into the back row and the back row would come out to the center spot and the back row would make the center's tackle and then the center would come back into his out to his position yeah so he didn't have that contact shit like that that's what i couldn't really i, I, I understood it but i'm like what well, the back we're back if we're back rolls we're going to come out and help you anyway how much help do you need or the and the other way around that's why i like the move of the of the scrums where you can place it wherever you want this year and i think if we've seen some really good tries off that this year but yeah they got a little bit too technical with the scrums but not technical enough for you to make these players look like idiots and have uh you got to write down um are you officially allowed to pack into a scrum with fucking nrl players don't treat us like kids yeah i think the best thing about scrums was you mic'd up in that st george game that was yeah. my favorite scrum i used to love the scrum mate one thing that was also come out i mean obviously the second brisbane team is it looks like it's definitely going to happen, to be honest. I mean, they're, yeah. they're pushing for it. So Redcliffe have come out now, and, and they're obviously in the Queensland Cup. Um, they're a very rich club. They're saying that they're going to get Uncle Wayne. He's been linked to another job. Um, I did see one thing, though. Redcliffe have just got a brand-new stadium, and they've had money put in, yeah. and the stadium's going to hold 10,000 people. Ooh. How? Let's have origin there. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Like, I get it, but 10,000 people. Up, yeah, for 10,000. They're not I don't gonna, think COVID's going to stick around for this long. Jesus. I, I, yeah, I, I I think they probably need to think about, you know. Maybe 35,000? You would think if there was a second team in Brisbane, it would need more well, than 10,000. I'm fully behind this. I think we, we shouldn't go to Perth. Um, I don't think we should be in Adelaide, Northern Territory, anywhere like that. Queensland is, our, is, is the home of rugby league now. It is. With their and three teams that can't play. Yeah, well, see, that's one year out of the last fucking twenty. So, I mean, it, it is it is pretty much the, you know, the home of rugby league. Not saying some court Suncorp is, but Brisbane is, Queensland is. You know, every kid wants to play for Queensland. You know, it's um, it's just the something that needs to be done. I'm not sure who's going to coach them, but they've got everything right. They've got every. I mean, I seen something the other night on Channel Nine, and it was you know they got they got every they got all the all the boxes ticked haven't they i mean apart from the ground i'm like they just reopened they opened the ground it's like i think they would have held like ten thousand anyway on a bloody on their local field i wonder what had happened so if redcliffe came in they presumably wouldn't be called red no nah, they Dolphins. said they're not going to hold their name i think they should i mean they've been around for 70 years you know that the Redcliffe yeah, right. dolphins i think um you know they were around when the you know brisbane west and all those great all those great clubs come in but when i suppose brisbane broncos could have come in and they probably took over some club and we go. They could have taken one of those names. So I manly. think it's pretty. I think it's pretty original. Uh, they have to be original, and it would be the maybe the bombers that they're trying to toss. Well, up. Actually, now I remember saw they, there was some shit thing. Something named, with the bombers, yeah. yeah. So Redcliffe Bombers, you know, it's not it's very it's so original because there's no AFL team called like Bombers at all, is there? No. no. I think you run out of things, don't you? Like it's, surely, just look at the NFL. There's so many fucking names. Just copy one of those NBA teams. Something. It's anything but. It's Essendon Bombers, and that's the only Bombers team in Australia, in my eyes. That's it. Not Redcliffe Bombers. Yeah. Be original, please. I mean... The Bilbies. I don't care. I mean, there's so the Red many Redcliffe Red Giants. Yeah. 
Unless G- oh, GWS took it. They're too smart. No one cares about AFL. Uh, <laughs> I think that overall, though, if you look at the round that we're about to come up to. Redcliffe Jets. Sorry. The Jets? Yeah. Ips, Ipswich Jets. Yeah, but you can take the Ipswich Jets name. What? How much? You, we, we talked about Mad Monday. How much of this round is clubs going, I just want this weekend to be over so I can get on the drink? Can you imagine what year these guys have gone through? How many people would have been saying this They've from been in round the two? They've like they're locked away. <laughs> they're they're just saying, "Can you just get me to the end of the year?" And especially when you had no hope, the Bulldogs, the Titans. The Titans had a little a glimmer of hope. The Warriors had a glimmer of hope. But everybody down in that bottom eight, they've all been thinking about this for the last eight weeks. I think. So the Broncos are playing the Cowboys and. The dogs are playing against Penrith. Presumably, you would think Penrith win that game, mm. which means Brisbane need to win to avoid the spoon. Um, or um, if I think if the Bulldogs lose by two hundred, yeah, then on for and against, then they'll probably yeah, go it's down. An, it's an important game. Like so people, people, Brisbane and the Bulldogs presumably come out and play pretty hard. They will. I mean, look, look what look what happened last week. Like. The Bulldogs ruined my multi. I would have had my first win. Easily. <laughs> Easily my first win. Easily. And they ruined it. Of all fucking weeks, oh, no. you have a crack two two weeks from the end of the year. Like, where was this? Round one to, like, I don't know, at least 12. Mm. And then now you all of a sudden want to have a dig against a top six team or, pre- like, a pretty much nearly a top four team all year, now you want to have a dig? Like, if I'll be like, if I was a coach, all the club CEOs or anything, anyone apart, I'm like, oh, great win, but what the fuck? What, what, why? Why now? I'll be asking so many. That's, I was filthy that they won because it ruined my multi. And I was just like, I, I just couldn't understand it. Why, why right now? Why? Why against a good team like South that you can actually win? I'll be South, fucking, I'll South be asking some questions, asking some serious questions at that club. Mm. I couldn't believe it. I just thought, wow. I don't know. I blame Jared for that. Now, <laughs> speaking of Jared, uh, let's dial him in. I, I've i got something I need to discuss with Jared. Yeah. William. So let's, let's see if we serious? can get him. It's, it is serious. <laughs> I bet it's serious. Let's see if we can get him on the line. Jared, are you there, pal? I'm here, guys. How are you both? Here he is. Uh, Jared, I've got a not a bone to pick with you, but I've got a question. How yep. many tips has the producer been successful with in the last six weeks? In the last six weeks? Correct. One. And was that last week? It was indeed last now week, Now explain yes. to me why our social media pages have been absolutely flooded this week <laughs> with the producer putting up the fact that he won on Instagram, <laughs> Facebook. Where was my love, Jared? Well, you, I think you might you have well? answered your own question. Not this way, William, please. I think you might have answered your own question. He has been the one flooding the feeds with how good he has he been. Is. Where really? were you? I've never seen insecurity like this in my life. It is just <laughs> appalling that a bloke could feel like he had the bigger. Do you know, there's an old saying, Jared. If you blow your own trumpet, you become a one-man band. And let me tell you, the bloke's in music and he is a one-man band. It is embarrassing. Anyway, how are you, Jared? I didn't know all this information. I'm very well, Ian. I'm know. very well. Up and about, ready for another very big weekend of footy, very big weekend of racing as well. It is. Uh, racing 
I was less successful with last week because liar, I mean, anyway, I don't want to talk about terrible? it. Terrible? Oh, terrible. Like so Grand bad. Piano? Grand Piano bad? Not quite as bad as Grand Piano. Oh, but Grand Piano was I didn't watch it, but apparently it was awful. And that was, to be fair to once William. South, once the Bulldogs and South, once the game, I was done. Yeah. Most of your bets seem to finish Thursday night. Yep. Generally. <laughs> Except for when you bet on Jeff Horn, that finished on a Wednesday. I won't let the punters hold any longer. They need to get their shit done they by need, Friday. They need to be out. Get it together. Uh, all right, Jared. Now, we're going to – we're going to start with William tonight. Yeah, I'm going to – yeah. So, instead of, like, giving you my top eight picks, I'm just going to multi all of them in. I don't think anyone's okay. done this this year, so I reckon I've got it. Are you I'm a trailblazer. Get, I'm a trailblazer. <laughs> Broncos into the Knights, into the, Knights. the Roosters, into the Panthers. Yep. Into the Sharks. Yep. Into the Tigers. Tigers. Into the Warriors. Well, hey. And into the Dragons. Into the Dragons, all right. You don't want to throw anything else in there? Pat Carrigan, first try scorer, nothing like that? Why are you doing Payne, this, Jared? Uh, Payne Haas, no, and, and Payne Haas, Payne Haas, anytime try scorer, oh, and so. Katoni Staggs. <laughs> are you actually doing that? Or are yeah, you yeah, 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 yeah. You joke? just reminded me how much of a gun goes <laughs> in What did you think was going to happen there? And if Honestly. I win everything else and you just got me on the anytime try scorers. Oh. <laughs> All right. Yeah, so who are we, okay, so Katoni Staggs, very good anytime try scorer. Did you say uh, – He's playing 5'8". He's playing Payne Haas. He's playing 5'8", Staggs. Theory me. Well, seven from well, eight we tries. Seven from eight. We were looking – look, we were looking down the barrel of quite a nice eight-leg multi there. It was $110 before I've thrown these anytime try scorers yeah. in. Katoni Staggs, yeah. I think, could – I'll score the first try in this game. Not too sure about Payne Haas. We are now looking at $1,171.20. Bingo. Right. Just, for, just, just in time. Do you know last what? Round. I, last round. I don't even bl- I'm not even angry at William for doing that. I'm angry at you, Jared. That was, do you know what that's called? That's called entrapment. Mm. In anyway. Yeah. Uh, so that, you are half are a chance. of things that happen. Trying to make a joke. No good. Sorry, guys. You are you are half a chance of copping a $500 penalty when Katani Stags does not score a try. All right. So I'm going to take the line again because it has yep. been, I won't say wildly successful, but it's been reasonably successful. It's been good. I'm going to take the Knights. I'm going to take yep. the Roosters, and I am going to take the Sharks in right. the line. So no that, horses? No horses. No horse line. You have had most, you have had all of your success with these three line bets, Ian. So I think you're doing the right thing here. Thank you, Jerry. Um, look, look. I think we're getting underway with the danger leg here as well, Ian. I, I actually really rate the Titans now. Four very nice wins in a row. I've personally tipped them for the upset win here, but I completely understand why you would uh, be going against that as well. If you're on the money here, the line's only four points. Uh, look, Roosters just classes above South Sydney. Um, if they can't beat the Dogs, they're not going to be beating the two-time reigning premiers. It's a ten and a half point line in this game. Dogs and will be good. As you blokes touch telling you. Yeah, look. Yeah, no, no. I, I, I tend to agree with you. Yeah, look, isn't, uh, um, who are they resting? Who, who, the, who are Panthers resting? I didn't back the Panthers. Who? No, I'm just saying that the Panthers yeah, are resting. Sure. They no. are. 
No, they're resting a they're couple resting of their good Crichton, back rows. Crichton's a gun. Kick out as a gun. That whole left edge has been outstanding, and that's been their main go all year. That's why I think the Bulldogs, especially after last week, and there's seven players departing. That's what I'm saying. I'm big on that. I'm big on that. That's why I backed yeah. um, a couple of the Tigers. Benji Marshall's last game. The Warriors. You know, I mean, like guys like two of us, Shek's not playing, but most of those guys are playing. They've been playing out of home and in a bubble the whole year. I'm only just just thinking how I would play in a situation like that. You just spitballing. Yeah, and yeah. I just know, I just know something can come up in the last last round. I just you just don't know. Like I'm, I'm thinking, you don't really know. Yeah, especially in the bubble yeah. in in this year, the bubble year where in COVID and everyone's been such. A brotherhood this year and they're like all right let's just finish this off on a high and these clubs that have been resting yeah. players are like you know what fuck you don't disrespect us like that i've actually just thought of something too jared that i wanted to raise with you uh you posted something i'm not big on instagram as you know but i, I you, you did yeah. you, you posted something today and you tagged me he's a troll actually no i'm not i'm, I'm considering it though there's a lot <laughs> of trolls on the internet i've found out that the hard way but mate what about the level of good sort that follow you and like your thing out Mate, you're a closet. Oh, you're oh, a stalker. Yeah, he goes all right, Jared. He's got He's a lot a good of very attractive. Bloke. Look at him. Hey? Look at him. Hey, He's got a beard. He's got a beard games. Hey. Man, you've got a lot of attractive. I was friends. very interested to hear where you were going with that one, and uh, and oh, bravo. I did not know what he was doing then. But he's been down the rabbit hole. <laughs> it's it's a combination of looks and personality, Jared. Well done. All right, all right, all right. Of the ten of the tens of people that do follow me and. Everyone that saw that post this afternoon, I would say that two people have carried over to our live broadcast tonight. And to those two people, I'd like to say, g'day, mum and dad. (laughs) (laughs) All right, mate. Now, unfortunately, we are contractually obliged to go through the producer's tip. So here we go. And uh, well, he's, I mean, the producer is up and about. And why wouldn't he be? Because a very, very tidy win last weekend. $655 he put into the kitty for us last week. Are we over five grand? We are $5,275 all up there. Great work, team. We are. Team. Hey, you're staring at me too deep. (laughs) Look, he's taking us back to the race. It's Caulfield race six, number one. The horse is called Prague. Uh, this is the Ned's Caulfield Prague? Guineas pre-league. So maybe a little bit mm. of an omen bet for Ooh. us here as well. Yeah, the horse is called Prague. Uh, look, he's been a pretty good uh, pretty good little horse so far, Prague. He returned ve- some very, very lovely efforts during his two-year-old season. He won the Group 3 Pago Pago Stakes. He ran second in the Group 1 English Sires, most notably. And he only finished a length behind a pretty good one in Doubtland first up over 1,200 metres a couple of weeks ago. He's getting out to the 1,400 metres on Saturday. I think that is ideal for him because I think this is his pet trip. He's just going to need a little bit of luck. He's drawn barrier 13, but if he gets that, he is well and truly up to the class of this race. He's going around at $7 here. Now, the producer didn't actually tell me if he wanted to back him on the nose or each way, so I'm making the executive decision. We're He's going saying to on, the on the nose. He's saying on the nose. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I have to look at him, which is unfortunate. Yeah. <laughs> Jared, thank you once again. We've we've actually had um, quite a number of uh, clubs get in contact now. So yes, um, following they, on from our first one, actually, from I think Bundle. they actually believe us now. I thought we were just taking the piss at the start. I swear, no well, one, no, no one was ringing in. Hey, we're going to give you some money. We've got we've got to quite the kitty. I think we're going to go through it later. But we've got the Southwest Sharks from Fairfield. We've got a, a club Ellington from Bathurst. We've got the Brighton Seagulls. We've got a Club from Western Australia, 
you're going to have to help. Wow. They're probably going to open the border before we can get over yeah. there. But, uh, you know, it's really good. So, um, mate, what you are doing is is providing us with the ability to help a club, which we are really, really looking forward yeah. to doing. And we really appreciate everything you're doing for us, mate. Oh, mate. No, terrific. We are more than thrilled to be involved. Uh, getting to a very, very nice figure now over $5,000. Yeah, good. Once my uh, multi gets up this week, we'll- Boys, <laughs> if, Kata- if honestly, if you get eight from eight and Katoni Stags and Payne yeah. Haas don't score, yeah. it's, well, it's just Payne Haas or someone. One hundred percent, Jared's fault. That will be pretty sick stuff. So fingers oh. crossed. I think I, I think one of the I think one of those other legs will fall over. I've just got a I've got a hunch. The Eels. Yeah. Mm, exactly, right. mate. Thank you very much. We will see you next week for another instalment. Thanks, Jared. Thanks, guys. Enjoy the last weekend of the footy and good luck, punters. Cheers. Cheers, mate. It's my turn. Go on. Gamble responsibly. All right, and we are going to go straight into the games for this weekend. So I don't... I don't know. I, look, we're, we've sort of touched on the Mad Monday thing. Yeah. There's a number of games here where they don't mean anything, but for the two teams, other than the fact, like, I mean, they mean something. But this game means something. Trust me. Tell me, you finish the game. Yep. You're not in the eight. You've finished mm-hmm. your season. How soon after the game finishes does Mad Monday start? Straight away. <laughs> I'd like to say, oh, you know, you get your protein shakes in. No, 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 that's straight out the window. No, that's only you're out from one to nineteen, and if you're a chance of making the eight, you know that, that'll happen. But like, even the trainers and and the coaches, they end up like, I mean, a, a team like the Broncos and even the Cowboys have been so disappointing this year. The Broncos have had the most disappointing uh, season of their history in the history of the club, in the history of the club. So that's going to resonate with a lot of the players. They'll be disappointed, but they're going to go, you know, fuck it. We need to, we need to commiserate this, this, um, this season. We need to win first of all, so we can actually have a bit of a good mood, good vibe on the bus or something like that. I'm not sure where it's played. I think it's at Suncorp. Yeah. Um, they'll be good. They'll, you know, they'll be so disappointed in themselves and they don't need anyone else kicking them while we're down. We've been, We've been kicking their performances all, been mainly hammering Seabold and his coaching all year. But, you know, the Bronco, they, they take full responsibility as players. I know that they would never, they would never think of trying to get their coach sacked. They would never have this preconceived sort of idea of like, oh, we should get the coach sacked. That's, it's his fault. Because you go out there and you do the business and you're, you're the one who ultimately loses the game. Yeah. So. And the Cowboys as well, you know. I mean, they want to win for Josh Hannay. Um, even uh, he's not going to be the head coach next year. They'll have some sort of, you know, they love him because he's a he's a local up there and he's played um, a hell of a lot of first grade and he's very well respected. You know, there'll be a lot of things going on in this game. I, I know that for a fact. I mean, I played that one year with the Cowboys and they genuinely like they just they they, they don't hate each other, but they the bragging rights with the fans means so much. Mm. And it'll be interesting. Like these guys will go, they'll go 10 out of 10 against each other because I know that you just would not want to, you don't want to lose, man. Like Brisbane Broncos, do you want to get the spoon? Do you know how much is riding on that? Like if, so if the Bulldogs lose, they win. Yeah. You don't get the spoon. So I think they're thinking, you know what? 
Panthers, give it a Panthers, Panthers will take care of their job. Give, we're going to take care of our, we're going to take care of the job on Thursday night and leave it up to the Bulldogs. And you know, um, they don't, they don't want that spoon, man. That is one of that'd be the, that'd be so embarrassing to the club, and and to the and to some of those great players. And Darius Boyd's playing. Shout out to Darius Boyd. Played. Um, he's played over three hundred thirty games. Three hundred thirty ga- first grade games, like uh, twenty eight. I think twenty eight tests. I mean, 28 Origins, 24 tests or something like that. Two grand finals, Clive Churchill, fullback of the year. A hell of a lot of accolades. Just don't remember Darius Boyd for 2020. You know what I mean? And I honestly don't think he's had that bad a year for people just to to absolutely smash him and try and ruin his legacy because he doesn't deserve that. I had three years of Darius Boyd in Newcastle and he's, he's he's a good kid. He is. He honestly is. He might come across... The wrong way to people, but you can't impress every prick. You know what I mean? He's just one of those guys that, you know, um, he's he, now he's a father. He's he's a great husband. He's everything like that. He's more more than football. You know, he's people don't know his background, and I, I'm not here to try and tell everybody his background. And you know, people should feel sorry for him or me or anyone else. You know, no one. But like, he's a man. Like you know, he he. Takes a lot of accountability just because he's not up there and he's not really vocal and doesn't say the right things and all this kind of stuff and like doesn't give the media, you know, a media darling, so to say. You know, he's he's a dude. And I think he's done a lot of work with that over the last few years. And you know, any criticism that you have of Darius Boyd, check about yourself. how he used to be. Yeah. He's not that person anymore. No, he's growing up. And, and even and the way he used to be, he wasn't a bad person. No, he just didn't like. The, he just fucking didn't like nervous. media. Like yeah. he just didn't care, and he doesn't. His life isn't to go out every day and impress the media. Mm. You know what I mean? Like some players are. They're like, oh, no, how am I, I going to look this week? You know what I mean? Like, just give a fuck about you. That's the thing. You were That's always people, like that. I was so, like- yeah. I just want to impress the media so much. I just loved them. Do you know what's, what's an interesting stat? This is the first year where there's been five caretaker coaches at the end of the year. And this, yeah. this is essentially – I actually made that up. No, but, you're right. But it sounds good. And this this is actually the Caretaker Cup. You've got two Caretaker coaches. You've got the Caretaker Cowboys and Could the Caretaker something. Broncos. So bragging rights for the Caretaker. So who's the, the Gentile? Is it Peter the Gentle. Broncos? Yep. Wonderful is it Gentile assistant. or Gentle? Well, he's gentle. He may he's be a Gentile. gentile. Right. He's gentle. But, um, uh, I, I really like the Cowboys. But I, I just think the Broncos have that extra de- determination. I'll have that extra 10% and they... They can't lose, man. They've they can. Been, they can. They, they can. can. They've they've been, left every us, time I tip they them have every let year, us down all, all year, year, all year. But um, I think this might be the game. A side that hasn't let anyone down this year is the Titans. They, I'll tell you what, too. There has genuinely been one bloke, Aaron Wolf, who is following us all the whole way through, and he's just a Titans obsessive. I am so sorry that we haven't tipped them all year. Uh, but anyway, I have a couple of times. A couple of times. But anyway, I'm not going to tip them this week either. I'm sorry, Aaron. But um, but they have been such a good side. And if you look at the pack they're going to have next year, Fogarty's been playing enormous. Ash um, Taylor's decided. Have you seen Fogarty with his shirt off? I haven't. You've mentioned it a couple of times, though, which is no, slightly it's a bit worrying. weird, isn't it? It's three He's jacked. Times. You know what I mean? He's Once, jacked. twice, three times. <laughs> it's a bit weird. He doesn't even know. Uh, I'm just stalking him. The Knights, the Knights, I'll tell you why the Knights need to put another performance on because they cannot continue to go up, down, up, yeah. down the way they have been. I mean, I was at um, 
I was happy enough to go, or lucky enough to get invited to Old Boys Day last week. And that was against St George. Um, they were impressive. Their defence was impressive. Um, St George were awful, but uh, the Knights were good. Pong is such a difference, man. Such a difference. Pierce was good. And they rested um, Barnett, which I think their best player is. And they finally, I think they've dropped Fitzgibbon and put Sione Mattel Tia in there because he's, he's the in, key. He's injured. No, he's not. <laughs> They you reckon dro- he's they not? They dropped him. You reckon? No. <laughs> Did they drop him? <laughs> I don't know. I you don't injured. know. He went off I injured. I swear. You're at the game. He went off injured he, in the we, game. I thought he got hooked. No, he got <laughs> Well, tell <laughs> I, me. I don't know. Tell me about your Saturday night, William. Saturday night was quite big. Quite a uh, nice I was there launch. with, I think, um, I'm, not, I'm not even sure if it's um, out in the street yet, so I'm not even going to say We won't it. even bring it up there. It was a good launch, but It was a good launch. <laughs> All right, well, the local derby uh, – <laughs> That's one of your best. Uh, the local derby, the Souths against the mighty Eastern Suburbs Roosters. Souths mm. coming off a very, very, very ugly loss to the Dogs and the Roosters just winning every week. How good are the Roosters? Oh, I love them. Like, seriously. I mean, like we said a couple of weeks ago, once they figure out how Sonny Bill plays, give him a couple more minutes. And I thought they would have started him this week, to be honest. Um, just, Just... I don't know, give him 25 minutes to see how it is. I reckon they don't need to. I don't think they need to either, but maybe he just wants to start. I'm not sure. If I was a coach, I just thought, you know, go out and start and just belt some people. Mm. Just for defence. Don't worry about your attack. Don't worry about anything else. Because what he's doing out there is, for a 35-year-old who's had the amount of injuries that he's had, the amount of football that he's played, he's just hit this like a fish to water. You know, like he's just, he's out, he's out playing. And that's the difference between young kids, if you're watching this shit, a young kid... Like Sonny Bill, fundamentals is and fundamentals and football IQ is off the Richter. Instead of like being one dimensional and just hitting the ball up and doing your doing your the stat thing and staying on the right side of the of the field the whole the whole day. You know, play both sides of the ruck, play rugby league, play what's in front of you, play eyes up football. Like if whatever he's teaching you, just pl- like play like I'm not saying like play like Sonny Bill, but I mean the way that he's been playing. These young kids need to learn off you, man. Don't just sit there and be structured. Don't be so structured. You've got to play. You've got to learn to play both sides of the field. Attack attack everything. You know, just play football. Like, And this is what he's, he's shown these young kids like Tupanur and Takayaho and all these young kids, man. Just just play footy. Play what's in front of you. And he's, just, he's that X factor that can probably beat beats the Storm. Well, he's the only they, thing. They, I mean, I, backed, I did back the Storm, but, you know, the Roosters are playing at a high, high level. Yeah. You and Kiri's Keery, back. I mean, they're just across the park. They're just phenomenal. I don't One know, I'm of, sure. Like, I think Orbison's in for Manu at the moment. Well, Manu was playing fullback because they rested Tedesco last. Okay, he's now, a freak at fullback too. I mean, what about the I talent know. they've got in they that have, squad? When the, so when amazing. if you go talent on talent, you go one to seventeen Melbourne, one to seventeen Roosters. Who wins? Oh, well, I mean, I've said Not from the say, start. Don't I say think, bias. Just say. Just no, go I think through. the Roosters win. Yeah, same. Because I just think their their halves and their back five are ridiculous, and, and they've their got forwards, Morris forwards. brothers, like the, the yeah. experience that they've brought in on, on cut price deals too. Yep. It's just amazing. I think one thing that Penrith Penrith are obviously they're playing against Canterbury this week, and they're resting some players, and they're a young side. There's no question they're a young side. I just look at that side, and I think in the big moments, yeah, who stands up. Out of the Roosters, out of the Storm and out of the Panthers, who's going to stand up? And I think Penrith's time will come. 
I just don't think that Penrith's time is now. Yeah, I don't know. I just don't think they're good enough to beat um, the Roosters or the Storm. No, not if, if not they, if they, if they turn they, up. Yeah, if they turn up, and as I said, like one to seventeen plays their best their best um, ever performance. The Storm or all the Roosters are going to win mm. because I think the Panthers have been playing some really good football, but they just don't have that X factor. I don't believe in Edwards at the back. I think he's a solid footballer. He's got that one or two mistakes in him all year, and that's what happened to that's that's what happened to him last last year. He got dropped a couple of times because he had those mistakes in him. And started creeping in late late this year. He had a, he's had an injury, you know. He's had a few injuries this year, which kept him out of the team. He's come back really good. Like I think he's leading the tackle breaks this year. He's been phenomenal, but like he's still he's not. He's not, not sold on it. Not sold and on he's it. not Papenhuis. You know, and um and and Toto and Mansell. Great centers, Crichton and Naden. Back, great back five, great back five. I just don't. I just back Pappenhausen and Tedesco against their one. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's just For one. Sure. It's one of those one of those plays where Teddy just creeps through the middle or Pappenhausen. I mean, Pap, these those other two are way behind what Teddy can do yeah. in my books. But then I look at uh, B Moz, J Moz, Manu, Tupo. You know what I mean. And then you just creep in Cleary. You got Cordner, you got their back row, Crichton starting. He's playing some really good football. Um, Tupanu has forced his way into the team. And then you got Takayaho, Friend, and um, Hargraves. And then you got then this is a way to win competitions. You need 21 players trying to get into that 17. You know, so when you got great players in that 21 from 18, 19, 20, 21 that can't get in a first grade team, that that would usually start for other teams. That's when you know that you got a great team. I actually think Tupo. Um They've been a different side since Tupac. One hundred percent. You know, it's they have because they had Ryan Hall stuck yeah. around there, and he's like Ryan Hall was a great winger in England. There's levels, mate. Yeah, there are levels. Yeah. You know, like it's a different, it's a different beast over here. He had his, he's had his ACL done last year. It was such a shame, but like it's just different. It's, it's a different sort of game over there compared to here, and you know the wingers are built different over there. He's just like he's built like a lock back rower, mm. pretty much. You know, you got Tupo, who's like six foot four or five, and like. You know, 100 kilos and just ripped. So quick. Ripped and just long again. and just like just real powerful and doesn't muck around, just hits in between A and B or B and C. Like they find quick play the balls, J-Moz does. And, you know, they just they play such a great, great, great brand of football. Who's more ripped, him or Jamal Fogarty? Fogarty's got everyone. <laughs> All right. That's ever played the game. Yeah, okay. Uh, the Sharks are playing against Canberra. The Sharks, I'll tell you what, I, I've been on a field when a bloke's done his Achilles mm. and it's the worst sound in the world. I feel so sorry for Sean Johnson. So do I, man. That's awful. Wouldn't wish that upon anyone. Nah. And he's starting to hit his straps and now, um, you know, their season will be hard to get out of that first round. That's yeah. why I don't think Canberra are really caring. Well, they probably just think because we've got Because five plays eight. We play, well, they'll play them again next week. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I just yeah. don't think they're really phased about this week trying to get that fourth spot because you know they're gonna, they don't want to play. They don't want to play Penrith for that first that yeah. first one. So Ricky's not done. Imagine, imagine honestly, if Canberra beat the Sharks with their reserve grade side and mm. the the mascot running on with yeah. the horn, and, and then <laughs> and then the week after they come back with Papali and all the rest, and they'd be like, no, nah, not no, playing. Don't want to play this Injured. team. And that's a that's, yeah, it's, and that's what happens. I mean, that could easily happen because the Eels could fall over. Trust me, they're not that impressive. They beat Broncos. Took them sixty minutes to put them to bed. Well, interestingly, that's the next game we'll talk about, and I actually do want to talk about this game because. My thing with the Eels, the Eels won last week. You know, they they came back and 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 they beat um, who'd they beat? Brisbane. Played the Broncos, yeah. Now, 
Brisbane can't beat an egg. So beating Brisbane, it's not That's like it's saying. a – It took them 60 minutes to put them away. But they didn't play themselves back in a form. And if you look at their run into the finals, they're hopeless. I don't believe in – I don't believe in them. Um, they're so – even their forwards are very one-dimensional at the moment. Their best player is Junior Paulo. He's been outstanding all year. They played him off the bench. Why would you do that for? Mm. Not smart. I don't think the coaching was smart because he sets the standard in how Regan Campbell-Gillard goes. You know, because Regan Campbell-Gillard and Junior Paulo has been setting, setting standards all year. And RCG's standards have fell off a little bit. He's played too and much footy. And, and I think he has played so much football at the start trying to prove himself to be an Origin player and an Australian player that he's probably nearly burned himself out at the end of the I year. I agree. You yeah. know, and, and and I think that's a coaching thing and a manage, management thing because I think they might be doing too much work during the week, these guys that are busting out big minutes. When you're a big boy and you're giving out 70 to 80 minutes a year, uh, a week, your Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday needs to be fuck all. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you're not a back rower who's weighing 20 kilos lighter, like your Boyd Corners and that. The, it's the structure of the game's a lot different. You know, your back rowers aren't really in there doing that hard shit that often all the time. You know, like your front rowers are. If you're a front row in the middle doing this sort of stuff and you're a back row, your work is twice as much in the middle. Yeah. The up and back, the moving from market constantly, all these kind of little little variables that people don't see. And I see it because I was watching him. Like, he's playing like a beast. He had about that eight, six to eight weeks where he was the best prop in the world pretty much and then just sort of fell off. And you got to remember, he was coming off coaching. the bench at Penrith last year. It's not yeah, like he had, but, that, but that's you know, he didn't have it in his legs. Yeah, exactly. You know? but, that's, yeah, but that's coaching. That's, that's, that's coaching. Too much. That's coaching and and management, game management. Just going, all right, mate. All right, all right I get it. Trying, you know, we'll give you that one game. We we'll give you eighty. We'll, and then we'll back you off in just 65, 70 minutes. Well, someone who can't play eighty minutes at the moment is poor old Tom Trebojevic. Uh, you know, oh, watching him. Do you go see off what I said third. last week? It fucking broke my heart. Oh, no, it was awful. It's the last thing I wanted for that kid, man. And it's, it was his shoulder. His shoulder. Not even. Not I mean, even I'm actually. That's the only bit of positivity I can get out of it is it's his shoulder. Yeah. His hamstrings are right. His hammy's okay. Um. Well, how many weeks are they looking at there? I mean, was it two to six? His season's done. They, they still named him in the Origin. Um, you can't pick him for twenty-seven. Origin. I mean, you just can't. I mean, the the bloke. If he is fit, he's one of the first blokes you pick. But he's played one game in. You know. The whole yeah. year. It's and you've got guys like Katoni Staggs and Bradman Best. They might have some – Katoni Staggs has done enough for me to put him on that right side centre. Yeah. Like an inner good team, he's going to be dynamite, mate. So um, – and he's the future of the game. He's going to be going for that spot for, with for Tom Tabarovic and Bradman Best is going to be going for that spot. I don't think he'll get it this year, but, you know, the future's bright for New South Wales. Well, got some good They've centers. got plenty of centres. Uh, I'll tell you in the centres who I do rate this year, Justin Olam. Playing he has been that crazy little kummel that no one wants to fucking run at. What about the PNG Little Wontok. Oh. Love him. Shout out to the more little Wontok there, mate. He's, He's um, unreal. All my little Wontoks out there, they love us in yeah. New Guinea. They love us, mate. We're, um, well, we're due. Big but, King uh, Kezzy. Got to take they, us back um, up there. There's some great people. They're so proud of Justin, mate. He's been such a beast, and especially playing for Melbourne Storm, who they love. Because they all love Queenslanders. So they have Cameron Spear, they have Billy Slater, Greg Inglis, some great, probably the greatest Queenslanders of all time down there. So to see Justin Mullen out there it, playing inside the Fox and both them, both those guys just carving up people and bashing them. He's so he tough. 
He did, Justin, was it Justin O'Neill a couple of weeks ago? Oh, cutting he, it he's like, get me off the fucking field, <laughs> please. He's crazy, dude. He's just, he's slicing him in half. And I'll tell you what. With the ball and without. He would have Jamal Fogarty covered. Yeah, he's the on only it. one. He's got him He's the only one. That rig's phenomenal. He's the only one. Oh, I don't know if he... He's ripped. He'll hit you with his finger and you're going down. And you've fallen a heap. Yeah. Yeah. Domin- right, well, dominant tackle and he hits you with his fucking... Those ones. Yeah. All right, let's... Uh, well, let's go through. Actually, you've already tipped yours. Yeah. So, I can't remember what you said, though. Um, I'm going to say... I'm going to say Brisbane... I'll go again. I'll go... So, Brisbane Knights, Roosters, Bulldogs... Raiders. You picked Penrith before. I swear hey, you picked Penrith. No, I didn't. I picked the Bulldogs. Raiders, Tigers, Warriors, and Dragons. So I picked all the ones that I've been backing because I think they've got a lot to play for. Like gonna, the Dogs I'm, have got a lot to play for. So do the Warriors and so do the Tigers. I'm going to fact check that with, back with Fucking Jared. Fucking fact check it. And you know what? If You can't lose now because now that you've said that, even if you said Penrith with Jared, you've now said the Bulldogs. So... We can't lose. I know what I said, but... Brisbane, Knights, Roosters, Penrith, Sharks. Oh, you've almost convinced me with the Tigers now. I'll go Eels because it's different. Did you pick Manly or New Zealand? New Zealand. New Zealand. And the Storm. I'm going to pick yeah. the baby yeah, Storm that's good. side. Good. So, uh, and that's it. And I think regardless of what happens, I will be winning. So no way, mate. I'm way ahead, <laughs> way ahead of you, buddy. Do you know what, Will? It's unfortunate that we have made the finals of the podcast thing mm. because we can't go on a mad Monday. <laughs> we've got to we've got to front Unlucky. up for the finals. You know, we've got we've, our job's not done yet. No, but Mad Monday has taken on this almost mythical. Thing that people are like Mad Monday, Mad Monday, and it started off Burke's dressing up, and yeah, you've um, been on a few Mad Mondays. You played professional sport for two hundred years. <laughs> yeah, tell us, couple, tell mate. us something about Mad Monday that people wouldn't know. Oh, I think people, um, obviously, first of all, um, Mad Monday is probably one of the funnest days of the year. A lot of guys, uh, I mean. A lot of the public would be going, oh, my God, these guys just drink piss all week, all year, every day, all this kind of stuff, even like through, especially through the 2000s. But there will be like at least like probably 12 people out of our 17 that wouldn't drink all year. That's probably too much, 12 people out of 17, please. Um, maybe five. <laughs> Shit. Um, well, it depends what, team, depends what team I was playing with. I mean, at, at the Bulldogs, I mean, that was – it's fucking 17 out of 17. It was none out of 17. Yeah. yeah I mean, no, one has, has him. Oh, yeah. Yep. Has him. So we always had has him to keep us, to keep the quota down. Um, but um, other teams, there could be like four or five, maybe six that wouldn't drink all year. They'll be whole, dedicated to the, you know, just a full Mad Monday. So this is why people go mental on Mad Monday because they're not consistent with their drinking. So if you don't drink, at all, all year, and all you do is like eat right, do this, which most of us do all the time anyway. And then all of a sudden it's Mad Monday and you want to go and drink like it's like you've been drinking all year. They're the ones that fuck it up for everyone else. <laughs> I'm telling you. It's just like, why, why, why are you acting like this for? Oh, he hasn't drunk all year. Oh, there's the problem. 
You're listening, I, young kids. Get mate, on the drink no, all year. No, no, no. I'm just saying, man. If you're a professional athlete, you're in that. You're sort of in that. Um, in the bubble, NRL bubble, so to speak, man. You love just hanging out with the guys and celebrating wins, celebrating losses. You don't have to be fucking drinking every single day, which you're not anyway. You might have a, you might have a couple of beers after the game, and that's about it. Don't just not drink at all. So, so there's some of the guys who are absolute dicks on Mad Monday, man. It's just like you send them home. Well, let's, they get sent home early. Let's let's not name a club in a year, but let's pick one of your Mad Mondays that. Well, all right. Um, so I'll go back to year. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this, is pretty, this, this is pretty crazy. I mean, like, my brother used to come on all my Mad Mondays. If anyone knows Big Les out there, like, they know he's – like, he's, if you think I'm big, he's, like, six foot eight and 150 kilos, and he's just, like – He's just – He's considerably he's just, bigger than he's, you. He's a wrecking ball and just, like, a hurricane. Anyway, we are um, we had bad uh, – I think it was a Sunday – I think it was uh, – I'm trying to think what year. Trying for <laughs> Anyone will know what the club is anyway <laughs> if you put two and two together, if you follow the club. Anyway, so we didn't make the finals that year. It was the first time in my whole career. And then – so big, big Les is like coming around and he's being real, just real rowdy. I'm like, oh, damn, Les, settle down. You know what I mean? <laughs> just being Les, Toronto West boy. We're all like commissioning houses and shit like when we grew up. But, you know, when he was so when he used to come down, he used to get super excited, super duper excited. And we didn't know we didn't have a pub to go to, so the club didn't organise somewhere for us to go to because we didn't make the finals. So they're like, off you. So like, fuck you. We're going to have it at the club, at the actual offices. <laughs> so we went to the office. We got the key, so the whole club was rolled in there. So I'm talking like twenty something players, and there was like riff raff. Riff raff, not that weren't even players rolling through. I'm talking like where offices, the CEO office. I remember like my brother was sitting in the CEO, the CEO's chair, the coach's chair. They were absolute people were absolutely running amok through the offices of the CEOs, the the head coach, everything. So if anyone who's been involved with the club knows that's sacred shit. You just don't ever ever go there. And we're sitting there drinking piss the whole day. The whole day, I'm like, fuck you. You should have got us a pub. Anyway, <laughs> lesson learned for them. Next minute, there's fines getting handed. I think that, I mean, the club got easily, it was over about like $300,000 worth of fines. It's not bad. It wasn't bad for a Mad Monday. <laughs> anyway, I got a lot of tips for some Mad Monday kids out there for what's going on with uh, NRL. Be careful. Don't take your phone everywhere. I mean, we believe you. you just because it's not on social media, we believe you had a good time. We believe you, and I think there. And I think there's a big onus on player, uh, not play, general managers of the team. Your football managers, they need to take care of these kids like fucking babysitters. I'm sorry, but the amount of repercussions that come from Mad Monday, Bulldogs, aka losing sponsors, sponsors dropping out, especially when you're a bottom four team. And your team acts like dickheads on Mad Monday. You're going to lose sponsors, you know. So just be careful. Don't be stupid. Be out there. Have a good time with your teammates. Commiserate, celebrate, but just like don't don't lose your heads too much because it's too much at it. You had such a hard year just doing playing in the COVID season. You've represented the game so well. You just don't need any more fuck ups because I'm proud of you guys. As an ex-NRL player, you've represented the game so well and we don't need 
any more headlines going into um, into next year, which hopefully you can play in front of crowds and stuff like that. So be careful, take care of each other, but um, look after each other, first of all. We are very humbled with the results we've been getting on the podcast charts. It's been really, really lovely for us to see that people are watching or listening and people yeah. are enjoying they what going, we do. They know what's going on. I was in Newcastle on the weekend. A lot of um, There's a lot of love thrown out, thrown out our boys, so we should be proud. They love our podcast. I mean, I know Newcastle are very patriotic people. They know I'm a Newcastle boy, but everywhere I go, they're, they're mentioning the podcast all the time. So... People know what we're doing and they like listening to us. So we're happy for you, for our listeners and um, we want you to keep following us on every single channel that we've got. Obviously last week I said well, just Google us and then you'll be sweet. On Google? Just get us on Google. But like there's Facebook Live, obviously we're there. We're here every Wednesday, 7.30, Facebook. Um, you can watch us live or you know, we're on the podcast. We're uh, the podcast channel, Apple Podcasts. Uh, Spotify. Sound, SoundCloud, Spotify, all, all the major spot, uh, all the major um podcast sort of areas podcast areas so Would you, you can find us you can find us anywhere when you're in newcastle was there a big push to change the name to the take with ian burn and the other bloke or no there was and i just shut it straight down hashtag i'll <laughs> be following willie more and more back in the nrl as willie may have forgotten how big willie actually is Perhaps the presence of Willie and the Panthers looking at his imposing frame. I'm a 25-minute man. But oh, you got skills, son! Uppercut right hand by Big Willie. Too fancy for you! You've been listening to The Take with Willie Mason and co-host Ian Byrne. Produced by Craig Trewick, recorded and engineered by Zig Parker of Green Room Sydney, and presented by the Handshake Media Network.